We jump back home and Sabrina's trying to wiggle out of going to Aunt Beulah's party and Zelda eventually caves in. Boo. Boo! Oh no, that was... <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be boo, not boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you hack. <laughs> you, 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 you forget, you've got to, it in front of you. I know, I need to read it ahead before I start read, reading read, it. Read, did you not put an exclamation I did, mark next but to but it? I did, but for some reason I still went, boo. Tonight I am going to suck <laughs> your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three grisly and gurning ghouls review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, fearsome Phil, if you will, and I am your uh, host and your scary guide through this wonderful trip down a rather spooky avenue of nostalgia. Joining me are a couple of uh, ghastly fiends. First of all, it's garish Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Uh, hello, oh, Paul Bearer for you there. Uh, hi, Phil. Um, it's yes, it's uh, it's mischief night, and uh, certainly lots of mischief in this episode. Some of it uh, rather terrifying, and I mean legit terrifying. <laughs> yes. Next on our podcasting couch is chilling Christopher Evans. Hello, Christopher. <laughs> Sorry, it's only half a moon. <laughs> uh, Na- nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a wolf gag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not wolf gang. Not wolf gang. No, not wolf gang. Not wolf gang. Wolf gang. Wolf gang. How you doing, mate? I'm, right? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, are you having a wonderful All Hallows Eve? Uh, I would say that I'm wholeheartedly having a wonderful Old Hallow Eve. Mm-hmm. Old Hallow Eve. Old Hallow Eve. All Hallows Eve. Do you want to put those vampire teeth back in and maybe you'll be able to say it properly? <laughs> Hello, Phil. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> wonderful All Hallows Eve. Yeah. So, have we got any plans this evening for, for, for to, to do all Halloween-y things? I'm going to egg my own house. <laughs> my parents won't suspect a thing. It's going to be great. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the only trick-or-treater out uh, in the entire neighbourhood, yeah, because okay. no one trick or treats anymore. No, and, no, uh, yeah, and it really frustrates me. Are you are you wearing your black bin bag and uh, ghost mask again that you uh, that you bring out every year? Fucking too right. <laughs> it also makes the murders easier to do. You know, excellent disposable clothing. Nice. And obviously the eggs I will store in the pouch of my kangaroo outfit. <laughs> oh yes, which weirdly still fits. It's like <laughs> expanded as I've grown. Scary. Wow. Um, uh, myself, I won't be uh, doing anything. It'd be the first. No one fucking asked. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this what, episode, what are you going to be doing? Me? <laughs> that was ri- that was brutal. Uh, well, it'd be first first Halloween with a small child, so uh, we'll be unplugging the uh, the doorbell and uh, join all the curtains, and yeah, just having a nice evening with, with terrifying this little baby. Yeah, yeah. So she'll be screaming more than the the children will be screaming. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we'll just have just a cash, casual evening on All Hallows Eve. And I think I'm going to spend the next couple of years with my daughter telling her that 
um, Halloween is rubbish and she shouldn't get involved and then we'll all have quiet quiet evenings every year that'd be nice wouldn't it it's the only way to be it's the only way to be force her not to get involved with stuff yeah. that's the way forward it's fucking child cruelty that yeah she doesn't get mixed in with a bad crowd yep and you know I, I, I was raised not to trick or treat not to you know not to buy into all that Halloween nonsense and I turned out just fine <laughs> hashtag good parenting question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so this episode boys it's a bit of a scary one that's why we've been doing all these scary voices and tales of Halloween woes because it's episode 6 the third annual uh, Halloween ep and it's called Good Will Haunting we thought maybe it was going to be about uh, a, a, a ghost doing charity work yeah a ghost doing charity work <laughs> a twist if you will on on the uh, the popular Good Will Haunting which I believe is a, is a good film but no no it, it was just it was just a way to use the name just like uh, a river of candy corn runs through it, and Graham, you've recently watched that film. Uh, not a, yeah, a river runs through it. I've watched. Yes. Um, and it, it, does it have any relation to Halloween and, and candy corn? And, no, and it's about talking, talking sofas. Yeah, it's about Brad Pitt having gambling debts in the 1930s. <laughs> it's not nothing to do with uh, that. Oh. Episode, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. um, yeah. I mean, so 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 word of warning. I mean, uh, we normally we like to say hashtag spoiler alert, but if you've never seen Goodwill Hunting, I'm pretty sure you're safe to watch this episode because. Yeah. Nothing to do with it. It's about as much, I would imagine, to do with Goodwill Hunting as last year's Halloween episode had to do with A River Runs Through It. Yes, so we can only uh, hope to find what our next Halloween episode next year um, is what film title it's going to take there. But uh, The Deer Hunter. What could it be then? The Deer Haunter? Jesus. Yes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> the Deer Haunter. Um, yeah. And D E A R. Because maybe it's someone who is yeah. dear to them who is haunting them. Yeah. Maybe like a dead relative or something. You see. That's, yeah. that's, that's nice. That's, that's real <laughs> nice. The Westbridge Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. That, isn't it? Just, yeah, just a bit. Uh, cruel Intentions. Okay. Well, ghoul intentions. Ghoul yeah. intentions. Yeah. There we are. So we'll see what next year's like. But as for this year, we'll crack on with it because it's Goodwill Haunting. In this episode, um, well, Hilda and Zelda go to a Halloween party that pl- takes place in an asylum that's gone a bit insane. And um, yeah, the rest of the gang, so Sabrina, Valerie, Harvey, and Justin Thumb, get haunted by a possessed evil doll. Yeah. And we've all been there, guys, haven't we? Well, when I was uh, about like nine, ten, my mortal enemy was a doll uh, called Jamie. Because um, my sister went through that phase, you know, the, the phase where girls stereotypically, not necessarily, and can be boys too, go through <laughs> where they uh, want to play mummy or daddy and they get a, a doll and they take it everywhere and they treat it like a full-on baby. So she was going through that phase and she was playing with this doll instead of, instead of, instead of playing with me who couldn't go on any adventures anymore. Oh. I, was, I was proper pissed off and I, I, I hated that prick. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've not got a good relationship with dolls either. Uh, are we ready to tear up in this episode and get a little get a little crazy, boys? Yeah, is is it going to creak when we tear it open like a coffin lid? But maybe if if Colin if Colin is uh, on the ball, it, it will do. No, sorry. No, rustier. Yeah, yeah, use that one. The episode opens in the most terrifying, most ludicrous, most breaking the fourth wally way yet, as a dastardly organ plays, rapturous thunder scorches through the room, and blood-curdling screams echo in the winds. You'll know the piece of music. 
da 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 Yeah. But we have Googled for fuck's sake. We did before. And, we didn't do it live. We did and, it before. And found that, that the piece of music was written by Johann Sebastian Bach. And it is called, and please pardon my pronunciation, Takato and Fugu in D minor slash Dracula theme. Nice. So it's a piece of classical music that was used in a Dracula film years and years ago and so has become... Uh, the go-to creepy music. Yes, indeed, and it's very, very creepy. I mean, just just that piece of music just reminded me of a fantastic joke. Would you like to hear my fantastic joke, boys? Go on, Phil, what's your fantastic joke? So, luckily, I mean, round about this time, they wanted to make classical music a bit more sexy, a bit more action-packed. So they wanted to make a, a, a biopic about uh, a, a famous composer, and they wanted it to be sexy. So they got the, the three biggest action stars at the time, so they got Bruce Willis, uh, and they got, uh, uh, so they said, Bruce, if you had a role, um, who, who would you like to be? And he said, I'd like to be Mozart. I really like his music. He thought, okay, that's a good idea. Nice, leave it with us. Sylvester Sloan comes in and goes, what would you like to be, Sly? And he goes, I'd like to be a Chopin. And so like, okay, Chopin, again, a very delicate music. That'd be a nice sight here. Great. Who have we got next? And Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in and he goes, Arnie, what role would you like to play? And he goes, I'll be back. He'll be back. Yo, I got it. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I got it. I got it. He'll yeah. he'd possibly make a decent back. At least they speak the same language. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he goes, and why do you want to be back? And he goes, because I like... You were like, awesome. You're in? Yeah, you clearly got an intimate relationship with his work. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was my joke. Get in touch if you think we need to improve our comedy skills in telling jokes. Uh, we're now going to rate that in magic, <laughs> wit, creativity, and progression. First of all, uh, Chris, magic. Was that a joke magical? That, that had zero magical qualities. Okay, uh, wit. It was about as witty as my left testicle. Okay, uh, creativity, not your own, so zero. And, <laughs> and progression. Uh, you progress slowly, but there was one point for progression as you told a joke. It got progressively worse. <laughs> but uh, as for the uh, the opening episode, it gets progressively uh, more uh, scary and scary. Like I said, with the with the organ, the thunder, the screams, and then Salem spins round in a chair whilst wearing a delicious evening gown, doesn't it? Oh, yes. We come. Evening in. gown's a dress. Yeah, evening gown's a dress. I, I it, you, oh, it is, isn't it? A, a, a dressing silk. gown for the evening. Wonder. <laughs> 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 uh, a it's a, a kimono. Well, let's settle for kimono. No, it's a smoking jacket. It's a smoking a jacket. It's a jacket. silk smoking jacket. Jesus, how long did that take? Oh, us? sorry, we don't want that. a pancake jacket. That's, that's what we're gonna say. We yes, don't want it. Yeah, pancake jacket. So he's wearing a pancake jacket, and he's going, and he's doing a good old uh, Vincent Price uh, impression as well with his uh, his narration. Yeah, yeah. He says like uh, this episode is gonna be too scary for mummy and daddy. Yeah. And he, he, he breaks the fourth wall. He talks about like this uh, this episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And uh, yeah, so it's very, very strange being um, stared at and uh, speaking openly about the, the show. Very meta. But uh, Nick Mackay 
having the time of his life doing this yes. narration and this cackling. It's wonderful. It is. It, it is wonderful. Just the best opening to a Sabrina episode thus far. Unfortunately, it does not appear in lieu of the opening titles. <laughs> no. no, it does not. It should have been. Yeah. So uh, we've we've put our parents to bed as we prepare for our third Halloween trip through Westbridge. But first, we must go through our umpteenth visit to a uh, the title sequence. And she's dressed as a tamale. Which is a fajita. A fish fajita. Kind, yeah. Yeah. And she says, I am one hot tamale. And of course, the hot tamales, the uh, chef duo, mm-hmm. yeah. who have made an appearance in Sabrina. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, she wasn't dressed as a hot tamale when they were on. No. Yeah. She should have been. She should have been. She should have been. This is a hot tamale. You guys are frauds. That's what you should have said. Yeah, exactly. This is what I mean. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, she is dressed as a as a tamale, whatever one of those is, is fish for heat or whatever. But it's just it had no had no relevance whatsoever. It's a Halloween episode. We've just had Salem doing this grand opening, and and then nothing. Surely, surely they could have found something slightly related, even if she was just fucking dressed as a doll or something. Yeah. And turned around and just stared straight down the camera and gone, I'm a Molly Dolly. That would fucking yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. Or right. she or she should have said, I am one hot tamale that's dead and screamed <laughs> at us and fell apart. That would have been good. <laughs> the effects team could manage it, I'm sure. They, yeah, they can, they can. You know, it, it, so it, it's the Halloween episode. You've just had this awesome opener and then a shit. The shittest Halloween costume ever. Yeah. Tamale. I tell you what would have been worse is if she was dressed as a sexy giraffe. What? No. no. Better. That's better. an acknowledged um, best-selling Halloween costume. <laughs> yes. So okay. that, that, that and, and it's a best-selling Halloween costume of recent times, so she'd have been ahead of the curve. This year, Halloween, um, I am not going to be going as a kangaroo. I'm going to be going... As uh, Jeffrey the giraffe, uh, as a hobo, because he's yeah. unemployed since the demise of Toys R Us. We're in the kitchen where Hilda is screaming, seemingly because she too is overwhelmed by the shite costume gag. Zelda magically slaps some sense into her. However, she too is devastated to learn that Aunt Beulah is hosting another one of her infamous, apparent, dull Halloween parties. They've run out of excuses. They were There was World War, Chicago fires, someone famous was getting married. So the RSVP... Well, it's not like it's etched into stone, they say. Cue giant etched comedy stone. We're in school and Valerie acknowledges how much trouble she got Sabrina in last year over inviting people to her house without permission. Again, continuity. Lots of references to last year's Halloween There episode. is, yes. Mm. Um, so she decides to tell Sabs her intentions and invites Harvey and Justin Thumb to her house. <laughs> Good to see Justin Thumb make friends as well. That's continuity. Valerie and Justin Thumb are an item now. Um, she Valerie... You might. Oh no, no, no! You can't say that. But if, if, say I, if, if I was, if up. No, if I was a. <laughs> if I, well, you could say that. If I, if I, if I was, if I was a, a uncouth, um, you know, vile. Uh, well, whisper it to me, and I'll say. Vile, yeah. vile, vile man. I would say that Valerie is, uh, is, uh, is uh, spending her evenings <laughs> under the thumb, <laughs> but obviously 
can't say that. Yeah, we can't so, say that, no. but it, it's going to go out. Yeah. And if, if you're making a joke which you know is inappropriate and beneath you, go, uh, 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 well, you're telling it. That's the trick I always use. <laughs> or, 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 or do I do and tell the joke and then backtrack afterwards. But yeah, so it's nice to see uh, yeah, Justin Thumb make a, a return. I don't know how many more episodes he's in, but it's his second appearance. I don't know. He's, he's got a long way to go to atone for what he's done to us. <laughs> yeah. Teen Angel. Yeah. We jump back home and Sabrina's trying to wiggle out of going to Aunt Beulah's party. And Zelda eventually caves in boo boo oh no that was <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be boo not boo <laughs> <laughs> oh you hack <laughs> you, you, you forget you've got to, it in front of you I know I need to read it ahead before read, I start read, read, reading read, read, it did you not put an exclamation <laughs> mark did, next to it I did but for some reason I still went Wait, boo boo <laughs> tonight I am going to <laughs> suck your blood <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Salem cries <laughs> with a sheet on his head and Crash goes to the linen closet as, as uh, an invisible man holding a gift for Sabrina arrives. She offers him an invisible tip and he tells her to kiss his invisible ass. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> nice little gag. Sabrina receives a molly dolly from her Aunt Beulah which sends Hilda into a rage. Not only is she uh, allowed to not go to this boring party that they've never been to. Oh, and they've never met Aunt Beulah before. No, they've not. They don't know what she looks like. Yeah, 500 years she's been hosting this party and they've never said hello or gone to one of the parties yeah that, that sounds like a relative yeah so again she's not gone to this party and she's got a gift this molly dolly she and Zelda leave and just as Salem is laying down the ground rules for the evening the doorbell goes and it's Val Harvey and our old pal Justin Thumb ready to watch some poorly selected movies yeah they're all uh, what would you call them weepies weepy sort of Oscar ridden films yeah sort of like prestige pictures yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, mum films yeah mum films. Yes. Right, yeah 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 he's got and the likes of what Clint Eastwood I think Auntie Hopkins is in one of the movies there. yeah it's what so there's Endless April yeah there's Bridges of Madison Bridges County. of Madison County and one other such picture and Harvey mentions his mum loving a Bridges of Madison County the dressed up Harvey Shutter's as Frankenstein's monster that's the way yes, to say not it. Frankenstein because yes. Frankenstein was the doctor yeah it's Frankenstein's Monster, and uh, Justin Thumb is dressed as a, uh, a disguised actor in a really horrible TV show. Uh, Serena then spots the Molly Dolly sitting on the stairs, so she throws it upstairs, and something tells me, fellas, she's gonna regret that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't cross a Molly Dolly. You don't. We cut to Hilda and Zelda knocking on the door to what they believe is Aunt Beulah's house on One Two Three Mocking House Road. Mocking Bird Road. Mocking Bird Road. Sorry, but it turns out. It's an insane asylum because the sign drops off. So clearly, we've talked about the uh, witching uh, fraternity, the other realm, not being uh, really up to par on mental mm-hmm. health. If they still have buildings that they call insane asylums, <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, then uh, I know, spoiler alert, this doesn't turn out to be a real one. Mm-hmm. But still, the fact that they could believe that such a place still existed shows that, uh, you know, yeah. Clearly. Called Insane Asylum. Insane Asylum. Yeah, clearly still a bit 19th century there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, back home and the boys cosy up to our gals. And uh, Valerie even gives a little cheeky raised eyebrow. Yeah. There's more yeah. confidence these days Oof. while in Val. Again, this is what we like to see. It must be the jacket. It must be the jacket. If I had be. that jacket, I'd be confident too. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so they're cosying up to our gals by doing some synchronised cuddling, which oh. I also appreciate. But the mood is ruined by Sabrina meeting eyes with the blinking Molly Dolly. She screams, and when her friend asks what's up, she says it's because Clint Eastwood took his shirt off. Well, it depends which film, but I could believe that. Yeah. It depends what year it was, I could yeah, believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he took his shirt off now, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It'd be pretty gross. But mm. uh, yeah, so she screams. She throws the popcorn away so she has an excuse to leave. And she takes uh, the Molly Dolly into the kitchen. Sam's reckons it's Salem playing a trick, but he's stuffing his face with too many caramels. So it's not him. No, he's he's buried in the caramel uh, yeah. jar, isn't he? Very much yes, so. the caramel. Caramels. caramels. Yeah. There's not a second A in that word. There's not, okay? Yeah. There's it's not. just caramel. It's just caramel, okay? Back in that uh, that insane asylum, and Hilda and Zelda are trying to find Aunt Beulah, a relative they hate despite never meeting. So they start tapping on the shoulders to find out who they are, and they meet some, a kooky character called Delilah. Yep, love Delilah. She is delightful. Yeah. That's a conversation starter. Which then doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Delilah, I'm Delilah. I'm delighted to meet you. Yeah. That's a real conversation starter. Let's move on. A couple of more insane folk, like the world's greatest slug reproduction scientist. Yeah, who Zelda apparently has heard of and is uh, yeah. fascinated by. I think this party might not be so bad after all. Yeah. We should have some good slug conversations. Nice little slug fucker well, there. Yeah, we are always interested in how slugs reproduce. Yeah, excellent. And uh, a man who believes he's Gary Owen. Not that X-Man City player. Ah, that American TV and radio personality <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Gary Owens, I believe. Yeah, isn't he? Gary Owens, not yeah. Gary Owens. Um, and uh, close enough. It was worth <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 worth it. <laughs> That's my football knowledge. Yeah, this was a guy then who was a who was a big, big celebrity at one point in time. He was. So uh, the main thing, what about these shows is uh, this episode in particular is that um, all these people that play these insane people. So you have got Gary Owens, uh, Alan Suze, who played Bellevue Deer. Yes, very, that 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 was clever. Yeah, that's very clever. Uh, Ruth Busey who played Delilah, uh, Joanne Worley who played Aunt Beulah, and Dave Madden who played Doctor Hans Egelhofer. Yeah. Um, so they all came strangely from one TV show. Yes, uh, one very uh, influential uh, TV sketch show of the late nineteen sixties and early nineteen uh, seventies, uh, which was Rona Martin's laughing, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, sort of hosted, sort of compared by two comedians uh, called Dan Rowan and uh, Dick Martin, but. Uh, they were the yeah the guys uh, who were in this episode were, like the regular like sketch players. Mm. It was quite an influential show. Um, it was known for having a lot of innuendo, a lot of, sort of satire in when that wasn't necessarily that common on TV. Like comedy was very gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Richard Nixon appeared as a guest um, on the show uh, right. when he was running for president. Um, and he said that his appearance on that show was probably what got him elected. Because it what, showed really? that he had the sense of humour. His rival declined to appear on it. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, it's and the the creator uh, of Rowan and Martin's life, and I forget his name, it wasn't actually either, either Rowan or Martin who mm. created it. Um, said that yeah, um, he has to live with that now. It's <laughs> just quite quite yeah, funny. But, um, yeah. The show suddenly declined after yeah. that. But yeah. So all all these characters, these uh, crazy, insane, uh, are very sort of. Um, God, what's the phrase? They're very carry on, aren't they? Yeah. Like what we'd say, sort of very yeah. sort of camp and very very full of innuendo. Yeah, very over the top. Yeah, very over the top. But yeah, so yeah, they, they make a nice appearance in this. Uh... Yeah, they, they, all, they all played the parts very well. You can tell they are sort of veteran uh, comic performers with great time and everything. Veteran comic performers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they make a, a nice sort of treat in this episode. So we'll uh, we'll be treated to their insanity. As we progress, I'm sorry we've mentioned Nixon. I haven't done a Nixon impression. I just want to point that out that I've been oh, myself. Matron. Dude, we were trying to avoid that. <laughs> Sorry, mate. So, uh, yeah, and then they finally meet Aunt Beulah, who's a sort of hyperactive, drunk, sort of Liza Minnelli type. Yeah, very Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Very, yeah, very, old, show, very old showbiz. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so again, they meet her, they think she's just drunk. 
And uh, yes, yeah, so they're going to spend the rest of the evening with her. Back home, and Sabrina is still spooked about the Molly Dolly coming to life. So she does what one should do in that situation, and that's lock her in a bread bin. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina tries to open the front door to tri- uh, trick or treat us, but the door, bizarrely, won't open. And they're just getting egged. Graham's going around egging, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. Egging uh, the house. Uh, but but this this moment was a was a brilliant moment where, where Sabrina grabs the door handle and green electricity mm. shoots around her body and we get this wonderful x-ray of her entire yeah. figure. It worked worked really well. Valerie quips re the egging yeah. that Mulan has a hell of a throwing arm. Yeah. And uh, that was an up-to-the-minute reference. That was that year's Disney film. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. Like, so, uh, that's yeah. my favourite Disney movie, Mulan. Oh, there we go. Back in the insane asylum and Hilda and Zelda are having a terrible time having their brains measured and ears chewed off. They try to leave but Beulah tells them that they're in an insane asylum and therefore can never leave. At home, and Sabrina is having out with the Molly Dolly while Salem is crying in the bread cupboard. She threatens the Dolly, who in response ups her banter from I'm a Molly Dolly to I'm gonna get you. So now her verbiage is diversifying. It's time we introduce ourselves to the uh, the voice behind uh, the, uh, the scary, scary doll. I don't know how, I presume there must be some very good computer animation in making this doll's mouth look like it's moving I don't think animatronics I reckon so yeah mm, I don't know no I mean, no no because it, it goes it it, it it doesn't just open up and down it sort of yeah I reckon moves. The, the blinking and the turning of the head obviously that's animatronics yeah. Yeah. but I think the uh, the mouth is um, it's just like a, a much better version it's yeah. easy to do on a doll uh, of like the, the painting talking as it Horribly did in the uh, early episodes. Yeah, I think I think I think I've put a computer animated mouth onto yeah, to this, okay. this this doll figure. Uh, but yes, the the voice coming out of there this doll is uh, that of Tara Strong, who may well have been crea- uh, credited as Tara Sharandoff at the she time. She was yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. Strong is a married name. Um, yeah, she's a uh, Canadian voice actress, and my goodness, she has been in everything. I mean everything. If I remember rightly, she has like five hundred plus. Yeah. Credits on like IMDb, I, yeah. My goodness me, she's everything. And not just playing, I mean, obviously she's playing, she's doing like a little girl voice in this this episode, but she quite often plays, as female voice actors tend to, little boys. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, Timmy in The Fairly Odd Parents. She's Ben in Ben 10. She's been in a fucked on a video game. She's been in the English dub of a lot of Japanese films like Spirited Away. Uh, yeah, she's just all over the shop. Uh, sort of a most recent the thing that's that's she's probably most famous for these days is she's Rainbow Sparkles in My Little Pony. Yeah, My Little sorry. Pony is massive. Yeah, not as much as it was probably it? about five or so years ago, but it's a yeah. kids' cartoon with a massive and slightly odd, um, not to judge her, I think. Bronies. Uh, yeah, Bronies, an uh, adult male following. She also runs uh, an internet company uh, advising people on how to get into voice acting, which, oh, wow. is, uh, which is a really good thing to do because she would know. Oh, yeah. um, and also, her and her husband hold a patent for a special kind of... Uh, bottle made for storing breast milk which has like a calendar like built into it it's like a sort of like oh, wow. so you know when the milk is sort of out of date so i don't really know anything about breast milk i'm sure you know a lot more now well right. this is fantastic information so if if, if one night and my, i'm up all night and my baby is, isn't feeding on on breast milk then i'll just jump on skype ask her about it and then ask her for advice for <laughs> for voice acting well you're here tara how do i get into voice acting <laughs> Baby's just crying in the other room, but how do I get into voice acting? Maybe I can calm her down with, with a good voice. Oh, she's also voiced a baby, of course, because she's still in the Rugrats. She, oh, yeah, she yes. is as well. So, God, yeah, she has voiced so much. Like, she's yeah. so prolific. Uh, but yes, that's Santara Strong, is our voicing our Molly Dolly. 
Um, also, as well, while she's shouting at Molly Dolly, I know that's sort of like a dark humour gag. Uh, Valerie says, why are you shouting at a doll? And she says... Because I don't believe in hitting them. Because I don't believe in hitting them. Ooh. <laughs> 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 mm, child abuse joke there. <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. Um, that's 1998 for you guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and owned by Disney as well, yes. that went through. Um, Disney owns that child abuse joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and of course, now that Sabrina is owned by Disney, I'm sure there'll be references to virginity and things. Uh, yeah, sex uh, written in the stars and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Anti-Semitic comments. Yeah. 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 Can't, can't wait. Sex written in a cave. Yeah. yeah. Nice. If you have an original Aladdin VHS videotape, so that's Aladdin on VHS, there is a moment... When Aladdin steps off the balcony, Jasmine is shocked, but he's caught by the red, uh, the flying carpet. When it cuts away to the tiger's face, and in that moment, you can hear the words. And I, I rewound it. I've turned the sound up. I've done it so many times. You can hear the words: "Good girls take off their clothes." <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I don't think it's on the DVD, but it's definitely on the VHS. Good girls take off their clothes. Spoken by who? Aladdin. Aladdin. By the tiger. <laughs> Good girls won't go get my clothes. But yeah. Tigers don't talk like that, Phil. They talk like this. They're great. <laughs> so how's our little bow doing? Come on, good kids. Take off. Down, After a presumably tense ad break, the Molly Dolly sass and sarcasm breaks out, and her evil force lightning eye magic cancels out Sabrina's magic. Oh, I bloody love this! Yeah. I bloody love Sabrina's pink magic coming through her finger, and Molly Dolly's evil uh, magic coming through her eyes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the green magic, which is the same as the one on the door, because it's yep. all her doing. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, it's re- it's a proper yeah like. Just a battle between evil and good. And like also, it's, it's a shock because you're not really. Serena doesn't really get her magic repelled much. No, no. Usually because no. she's not doing it on anybody who is also magic. Mm. So, yeah, this is awesome. Molly Dolly then makes Frankenstein's monster crash through the kitchen. So, Sabrina plays the violin to lock him in a cupboard. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. I you mean, understand that. Is that, is that uh, a reference? Is she playing some music from the Frankenstein, a Frankenstein film or something? I don't know. No, but... because all I know of Frankenstein's monster really is that he is afraid of fire because the town folk set mm. the, the building on fire. But the, nothing on violins. I mean, a violin plane was, was on fire. Like, she's... Yeah, she... Oh, she's... Oh, yeah, 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 she, yeah, she yeah, is yeah, on, yeah. She's on fire with that boat. She, she, <laughs> she is on fire with that boat. Serena tries to evacuate her friends from the house, but Molly has other plans. After all, the knife, sorry, knight, is young. Very scary. But Ooh, her friends kind of are downplaying it, aren't they? She's... Uh, laughing creepily and her friends are like <laughs> you're so funny Sabrina I heard about you in your river of candy corn well that's just it one what would you think you wouldn't think oh she's a witch two the same girl last year had a river of candy corn run through her house and a talking cat and was this when 10,000 maniacs were there as well yes they were yeah, yeah. And, a, and a live uh, folk pop group you know like she clearly goes all out on Halloween it's clearly her thing so of course you'd be like oh this is Sabrina's big Halloween pranks here. They've probably been speculating to themselves or wonder what Sabrina's big prank's going to yeah. be this year. And so, of course, uh, they think it's more a prank because Justin Thumb, he missed out. So yeah. Justin Thumb can't wait to see what yeah, uh, exactly, what, what yeah. sort of probably, magical pranks are up Probably guys, you like, here, here it is. Here it is. I'm going to be part of one of Sabrina's big Halloween pranks. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Excellent. Back in the insane asylum, however, things aren't fantastic because Hilda and Zelda are both looking for an exit. 
However, all they can find is just fucking mad people doing fucking mad stuff. Like, just... Oh, yeah, the, the slug sex man is uh, just, yeah, just yeah. playing with his lips. And, yeah. and Delilah is pretending to be a car. Yeah. And called Fred now. She's yeah. called Fred, yeah. Every crazy person, uh, cliche, is uh, stopping them escaping this place. Yeah, Mr. Bellevue Deer is, is carrying around a giant syringe. Yeah. So, he was brilliant. I loved him. Yeah, he was the best. Was the best Al- Alan Sue's his name was yeah. it. So back home, and Sabina and the gang are also looking for some light and an escape route from the evil Molly Dolly. Just when she thinks the night couldn't get any worse, Frankenstein's monster breaks free, and a mummy even comes from downstairs to chase them away. This mummy, by the way, he's. Pro- I reckon little kids would have been genuinely scared of this episode. Because yeah. Molly Dolly, genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. This mummy... Genuinely scary. Yes. It had a decomposing face. Yeah, proper, yeah. proper grotesque, like detailed decomposing face. Like a fun fact about that mummy. Yeah, yeah. It's an uncredited role, but is allegedly played by a very well-known star. Literally a very well-known star. What, Ringo? Yeah. Really? <laughs> apparently that mummy is Ringo Starr. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm not having that. No, no, apparently so. Oh well, could, could, well, he was there. Could he have actually made a natural cameo as himself at some point? Oh, well, that would have been cool. The boys will laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> they're already laughing at you for Thomas the Tank Engine, Ringo. I'm undead. <laughs> yeah. I'm an undead mummy. I am. <laughs> Did he uh, take them to task for making fun of his nose in season one? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah, they made a uh, jigsaw joke about his nose. How yeah. dare you make fun of my nose? <laughs> in return, you should allow me a cameo in your show, and then I'll be bigger than John. Uh, we then get a comparison montage of just how horrible and inconvenient each of the Spellman party's evenings are going, complete with music taken straight from a Crash Bandicoot scary level. Yes. <laughs> I love this music. It's my favourite music thus far, I think. Could it's... it be no something, but I reckon possibly not, because like Halloween specials are always like written with like generic scary music. Yeah. This this was particularly wonderful. Yeah, it's just like it's like it's lifted from an old sort of arcade game yeah. or something. It's really, really fun and uh, Sabrina, Val, Harvey and Justin Thumb are running round, um, just just trying to stay away from them, putting up chairs by a door that can pull open as well, and, yeah. and running away from a, a werewolf, a wolfman. Yeah, wolf, wolfman turns up, I think a witch was there yeah, there's at a witch, there's a, witch, a vampire yeah. and a headless yeah, yeah, horseman yeah. somewhere, and uh, and the meanwhile in the insane sound they're just running around. They're and, just running around, running through different doors, they're being chased by people in wheelchairs, people in bathtubs, mm. rowing boats, you name it, it was there. Best yeah, bit of the far. montage though, it's a good montage all yeah. round, but best oh, yeah. bit was uh, Harvey in his Frankenstein's monster costume and the legit Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster just uh, sat having a bit of a, having a, bit of a weep at the... Uh, yeah. at the um, Film, Prestige yeah. picks and then they uh, notice each other and scream. Yeah, <laughs> lots of screams to camera as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot in this episode. Yeah, yeah from lots, everybody. Lots of screams to camera, which, which it, it worked. Yeah. What can I say? It was. I, we love a good montage. We've said it before. We'll say it again. The montage was good, especially yeah. when it's soundtracked. So yeah, <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Hilda and Zelda are eventually captured and imprisoned so their brains can be swapped for those of a chicken. And now we know how Richard Langston happened. 
Yes. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god, I forgot about it. And you've been sitting on this. You've been, you've <laughs> like been an egg. sitting on this. <laughs> to it. Yes. I have been sitting on it like an egg. Since uh, we watched it, I was like, oh no, I'll save it. I'll yeah. Save it. Wow. That's so if you awesome. remember, in, in season two, uh, we met Richard Langston, who is he's, he's news reporter, news anchor. For he's the, the most trusted news yeah. anchor in the other realm. And uh, yeah, he's, he's just a chicken called Richard Langston. And uh, yeah, so he's possibly the uh, the, the mind of a well-respected, uh, maybe untrustworthy news reporter who's yeah. been put in a new body as a chicken and made to be more trustworthy. Yeah, that's amazing. I was going to make the joke about how they were caught in the giant butterfly net, but that... Fucking yeah! That is how yeah how they how they eventually captured is in a giant G- butterfly. Yeah, yeah, which is which is obviously but mate, that is unbelievable. Yeah, realm building. Yeah, realm building. proper exciting proper. realm. There we building. are. We might not have yeah. origins yet. We've got Langston origins right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Richard Langston, yeah, was was a witch and uh, got his brain swapped with a chicken. Yeah. We we did we did hypothesize different ways and. Now we know. Now yeah, we wondered if maybe Salem did it. He could still have done it, but uh, yeah. we know the procedure by which it happened now. Yeah, maybe now they could know. use this technology to take Salem's brain out of the cat and temporarily, or if not permanently, put it in the body of No, because it was else. done by magic. Oh, okay. yeah. Salem was transformed into a cat by Rather magic. Yes. science. So yeah. it's irreversible. And it's irreversible. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. Realm building at its finest. And so Hilda and Zelda are their brains are sent into chickens. Whilst at home the lights are back on because the magic spell for turning light back on is just clap on. <laughs> yes, which I really liked. I was yeah yeah thoroughly enjoyed that moment. Yeah. Way to go, Sabrina! Salem cries when Sabrina has captured Molly. My plan to pretend I was a coward worked. <laughs> nice. Aww. Uh, she heads to the other realm to find Hilda and Zelda, who have unfortunately already turned into chickens. They beg Aunt Beulah to not turn Sabrina into a chicken, but Beulah finally confesses that it's not really an insane asylum, but rather a themed party. Something Hilda and Zelda would have known if they'd been to any of her past 500 bashes. Yeah. So it's kind of a prank that they weren't involved in to teach them a lesson for always blowing them off, I guess. I think that's well, fair, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 500 years of, no, we're not coming, no, we're not coming, no, we're not coming, finally coming. It's like, right, Beulah gets on the... Bueller gets on the horn going, right guys, my two nieces are coming, we are playing this joke on them, they've never been to one of our parties, never met them, absolute reprobates, we're doing this. I've Boom. Been nice enough to keep inviting them, despite them saying no with these obvious bullshit excuses year <laughs> after year. Bueller heads back home with the Spellman gals to convince Molly to stop terrorising mortals, and once everything is back to normal-ish, they still pretend it was a prank. A prank that seems to have scarred Harvey, Val and Justin Thumb for life. So they run away. Nice. Bueller tells Molly off for inviting Frankenstein's monster, a mummy, a headless horseman, a vampire and a werewolf to the party. But Molly admits that she never did invite a werewolf. They all scream... And uh, the, the the wolf, uh, he has Salem, doesn't he? He does, yeah. and jeans. Yes. Yeah. And uh, 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 Salem says, Okay, no one make any sudden moves. I think I've finally calmed him down. Ah! <laughs> and they all scream. Yeah. And yeah, Salem gets his head taken off. Uh, the credits roll, and if you thought Salem at the start was very funny, Salem at the end is also very funny. 
Salem asks us if everything that's just happened was fact or fiction, only to then wake up screaming because the episode starts over again and he doesn't want to sit through it a second time. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends! It never ends! <laughs> Cut to credits. <laughs> yeah, very, very funny. Just brilliant. Increasingly zooming in on his face, just screaming even more. Just that, that, that maniacal. That, the, uh, the screaming puppet face is just, just hilarious. <laughs> and it just makes us think, did this episode really happen or is it just Salem trapped in a never-ending nightmare? Well, he is a cat, maybe, so he's already trapped in a never-ending mm, nightmare. Maybe the whole thing has been part of his time ball sleep. <laughs> oh, maybe. Wow. Maybe he's been asleep for the last season and a half Yeah, and uh, none of this has actually happened. He just needs to fart and it'll all be fine. Yeah. Don't it? <laughs> we end our episode six, which was entitled Good Will Haunting. Guys, was it a good episode? It was a good episode, and uh, reviewing it, it was a good episode with all components, both both sides to Halloween, the uh, the Molly Dolly stuff. It was it was the right level of like of scary, I think. Yeah, like where kids would have been like, Ooh, but I don't think I mean, some kids may have been awake at night thinking about it. But the fact that it was all played with comedy and all had sort of like a well, not a complete happy ending, because there was like a movie was all a dream, but obviously that was very comic. It's probably the funniest thing in the episode. Mm. Uh, the fact they may all have been uh, Salem's uh, continuing nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it did everything a Halloween episode should. Yes. A Halloween episode of a, a sitcom, family sitcom. Yeah. The main issues that we have with these seasonal episodes, particularly the Christmas episode, is the Christmas theme always feels shoehorned in. And it doesn't. It's not just in Sabrina's case, but it's in a lot of favourite TV shows that when you shoehorn a holiday season, it can dismantle the otherwise smooth ride that we've yeah. had up until now. Do you think with three episodes of Halloween themed ones, do you think Halloween's the same case, or no. do you think Halloween can get away with it? Halloween can get away with it, and I think another reason why Halloween can get away with it is how early. It is in the season's run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and the fact that so far, what, episode six? Episode six, yeah. Yeah, so far we've had like two episodes on, two or three episodes on the season arc and then two or three episodes on individual mm-hmm. arcs. Still building characters, still building, so it's it, it's fine to have it in early. It's the Christmas episode that happens a lot later on and it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Also, the subject matter of Sabrina in general lends itself mm-hmm. to Halloween, obviously, because they're witches. Yes. Whereas the subject matter of Christmas doesn't lend itself to Sabrina at all because mm. they're pagans. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 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 Factually and yeah. historically inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think I think this was a, another great example of how... Uh, yeah, how, how, how magical. Yeah, how magical and creative they can be with... Halloween, making Halloween the big holiday episode yes. as opposed to Christmas, really. Um, how do you think it ranks with the other two we've watched? We had the streaking episode, and we had um, yeah, River of Candy Corn Run Sweet with the talking furniture. It's definitely better than the first Halloween episode, yes. Yes. which I didn't think was especially strong. I would say it's the best one. Okay. I would say the talking furniture just beats it out. Yeah. Because it's talking furniture. It's yeah. Talking furniture. And yeah, I, I I agree with Chris on this one actually. Because you're a big fan of Ten Thousand Maniacs. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who doesn't love folk pop? And, and I'm 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 a fan of sitting on furniture that talks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And can tell me how fat I am. <laughs> yeah. No, I think a very good episode. But there's no point in just saying how good it was. We might as well rate this episode in our very specific criteria. So each episode is now ranked on a number of four different factors. They are magic, wit, 
creativity and progression. Boys, you always smirk when I say progression. It's because it, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's, <laughs> never, it's, it's never not been fun. So, yeah. so uh, maybe it always will be. Uh, so, boys, magic, first of all. How magical was this episode? We've actually got quite a bit. Because yeah. when, when, when you really look at it, you've got you've got the doll, the door, the monsters, clap on, which is genius. <laughs> and then everything that happens in the insane asylum. Yeah, because that's in the, in, that's in the that's other realm, in the isn't, other it? realm isn't it? So you don't necessarily see any magic because it's science yes it is yeah it's science it's, it's weird science it's weird it's science but because it happens in the other realm and everyone's a bit kooky and over off the rockers that's a little bit more magical so i i'd say there was quite a lot of individual and whole magical aspects yeah four Four. Four. I think four is very good. Particularly, the, I think the doll was really good. I think. Yeah, yeah the doll was really good. It was scary, yeah. but also quite magical and stuff yeah. like that. So, very good. And it was the force lightning. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, the eye magic. Lightning. What about wit? How well was the script written? How well were the characters uh, portrayed in this episode? I thought the um, the Ronan Martin gangrel, the, the characters that they were given were very good. Yeah, I think they um, were both really, yeah. Including. Um, Gary, uh, Gary Owens. Gary Owens playing himself. I don't know anything about Gary Owens, but still, went very strong. I thought every guest character was funny. I thought the uh, concepts uh, lent themselves to um, sort of a surreal humour. So I'd say another four. What about creativity? Just the most creative way they could have done a Halloween episode? I still think they've got room for improvement for Halloween episodes. Yeah. They're not treading any new ground. No. That's true, yeah. That insane Asylum, Halloweeny. Possessed doll, Halloweeny. Frankenstein monster, Halloween. It's it, it's the tropes of Halloween. Yeah, they've just sort of thrown it in a blender. Yeah, it shouldn't take away from how good the episode was, but yeah. it also wasn't terribly original. So. Spoofing Halloween tropes is kind of what Halloween episodes of comedies are for. You've got to acknowledge that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not massively creative. It, yeah, like you said, it's not traipsing any new ground. So yeah. I'd say I'd say three, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle road three, and finally progression. What uh, did this progress the story arc? Did this progress any character development? It, it didn't, but I feel bad marking it down for it because it's a Halloween episode, so it's kind of not supposed to. Yeah, but then again, we marked the magic levels of our last episode, yeah. which is otherwise good apart from the uses yeah, of magic. Yeah, that's true. We did have a, a new Spellman family member introduced. But we Sabrina did, yeah. only met her briefly and didn't give anything away from the family secret. No, so it didn't add to that part. So it didn't add to that part. I'm, it's gonna have to be a two from me. I think it's gonna have to yeah, be a two. two. It's a sh- it's a shame, but this but if they're gonna keep doing Halloween and Christmas episodes, this is the sort of criticism twenty years later they're gonna have to take. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> so that that gives us four, four, three, two. So that's a grand total of thirteen. Who'd have thunk that? A Halloween episode ranking at thirteen Ooh. out of twenty. Thirteen. Oh, yeah. 13! <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that. So, yeah, a, a good episode. It just didn't really progress the story. But otherwise, yeah, a very, very good Halloween episode. Yeah. Episode 7, guys. Would you like to know what the bloody hell it's called? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, lad. It's called You Bet Your Family. Sabrina gets a gambling addiction. Uh, that should have been a river candy corn. <laughs> it should have been, yeah. <laughs> does, yeah, does irresponsible Mr. Kinkle bet his family? <laughs> and Sabrina has to use magic... Maybe the Kinkles come head-to-head via Sabrina with the magic world. Yeah. And Mr. Kinkle not really knowing what's going on and being a braggadocious so-and-so, like, bets mm. his family, thinking, oh, yeah, well, whatever, yeah, bet my family. Uh, not realising that witches take such things literally. Yeah. And the, the, kink, the family Kinkle, including pregnant Mrs. Kinkle, get kidnapped 
and uh, it's up to Sabrina to rescue them. Unfortunately, that's not what the episode is about. Well, However, I'm going to be disappointed by whatever it is because I'm going to see that now. <laughs> that, is a, that is, sounds like a great episode. I, I, I think like, together, we, we, we yeah. put that together, it okay. works really well. Salem bets Hilda, Zelda and Sabrina in a poker game and loses, meaning the whole family must serve the notorious Diamond Dave. What, David Lee Roth? <laughs> I don't know. It's not played by David oh. Lee Roth. <laughs> now we're doubly disappointed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can't call yourself Diamond Dave and not be David Lee Roth. Damn. David Lee Knopf? Well, it does, yeah. it does sound interesting. Obviously, we've raised our hopes with... Uh, raised our hopes twice. <laughs> raised our hopes with a better part and a uh, rock star cameo. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Still, but, still, yeah. still, sounds, still sounds interesting. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, so that is uh, our next episode, episode seven. As for this one, episode six, I hope you had a wonderfully chilling and terrifying time. Ooh. Thanks. <laughs> Greg <laughs> losing his balance there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been Phil D. Thank you very much for joining us for our show. I'd like to thank my uh, my scary comrades. They've been a ghouly Graham Riley. Thank you, Graham. You're welcome. And uh, chilling, horrible Christopher Evans. <laughs> Vile Republican Christopher Evans. <laughs> I don't know why I said. I don't know why I said horrible. Is it? Is it because I took the piss out of you? Just uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I didn't write that down. Chilling, horrible Christopher <laughs> Evans. All right then, you ferocious, filthy Fildeen. Please go to iTunes and give us a lovely five-star review if you would be so kind. Just type us in Sabrina the Teenage Watch and you'll find us there. Follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. We post a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's observational to join us for the uh, the chatting. Or if you uh, want to follow us on Facebook, then just type us in there and you will find us. Uh, we are also part of the British podcast scene, so uh, do support us uh, as a network of wonderful uh, community independent British podcasts. And also if you see us tweeting using the hashtag SpritPodScene or hashtag PodandFamily, do share us and it gets our show into more ears, eyes and lives, doesn't it boys? And finally one last little thing to do. May every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.